Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Whether you call it Sears Tower or Willis Tower, one thing's for sure, it's celebrating a big birthday today. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Today marks the 50th anniversary of the building being topped off, or the highest beam being placed on top of the building. The iconic site in Chicago's skyline was the world's tallest building for nearly 25 years, standing at a groundbreaking 1,729 feet when you count its massive antenna towers. As longtime Chicagoans know, it was originally named the Sears Tower, where the department store was headquartered until 1994. In 2009, the 110-story structure and name rights were leased to the Willis Group, changing the name. So to discuss the historic milestone, we're speaking with Randy Stancic, General Manager of Skydeck Chicago at Willis Tower. And we're also joined by Dennis Rodkin, Reset's architecture sleuth and reporter for Crane Chicago Business. Randy, let's go back to the beginning when the Sears Tower was built back in 1973. What made it so special? It was something we could be really proud of as Chicagoans. Um, Growing up, and I'm dating myself, but I saw this building coming out of the ground. It was a blue-collar community. People, if they worked on this building, and a construction worker, a lot of which was local labor, Mm -hmm. there's a sense of pride. Then you get a chance to come here and you get the chance to feel what it's like to be at top of the building. And you don't have to work there. You could have just came to the sky deck. It was really, it's a cool emotional experience back then. But also you look at it now, it's ours. It's it's one of our icons. And it's something we have to treat and really take great respect with. Yeah. And I guess in design terms, I mean, it was also just a unique structure at the time, right? I mean, I'm, I'm seeing here nine tubes creating a three by three matrix Dennis, do you know what that means? Yeah, uh, Well, yeah, actually, that's what made the building possible. Sears, which was based in North Lawndale and had a very short tower, said, we need this much space. And what we picture is kind of a 40-story cube, and we're going to build it in the West Loop. But the structural engineers at Skidmore, Owings, and Merrill, and in particular Fosler Kahn, said, well, actually, um, those floors are going to be giant. If you build if you build it forty stories tall and and the same width and height, yeah, workers are going to spend so much time going here and there. Let's do this thing that elongates the building, makes a real icon, as Randy said. Mm-hmm. The uh, structural tubes or the bundled tubes are steel tubes that go up to different heights. They are literally bundled together so that each one's strength is essentially distributed I to see. the others as well. They hold each other up. And the fact that they stop at different heights keeps wind from just shearing right down the side. Yeah, Randy, what stands out to you from an architectural standpoint about the building? For me, it's definitely the top. You know, the top is wonderful. You can see up to four states, 50 miles. It's terrific. But we also have four distinct floor plates in the building. So we have can have larger users, as Dennis had said, in some of the lower floors with yeah. nine tubes. But as you go up, the, the tubes end. And it was actually a pack of cigarettes that Fosler Khan used as you know, inspiration to explain the concept. Oh. He opened up nine cigarettes in the pack, and he leveled them off at different floors. And that odd pack of cigarettes became the design inspiration for the, the entire the tower. Yeah. Well, you know, um, before the Sears Tower, I'm curious, what skyscrapers dominated the Chicago skyline back then? And, and how would you say the Sears Tower's arrival then changed the skyline? Well, I would say the Board of Trade with Sears on top would have been one of the ones people would have been most uh, 
most likely to recognize the Wrigley Building, the Tribune Tower, all of them beautiful 20, 30 stories high, much more ornate. Any one of those three is a far more ornate building. There were uh, a few newer skyscrapers. There was Inland Steel, which is an absolutely beautiful building, uh, but far shorter than this. And it itself is more detailed than the than the what was called the Sears Tower at that time. It has more colors, more shapes, and then you get to the Sears Tower and it becomes this elongate, this giant vertical mass yeah. like uh, had never been seen before. Yeah, for me, this building is Chicago, Dennis. I mean, when I travel and then I'm coming back, I always like from the plane. From the plane. Yeah. I just yeah. I'm like ah. There it is. You can see it a second or two in any motion picture, any TV show, and it establishes Chicago. It's so awesome. Uh, We mentioned earlier uh, the Sears department store was headquartered in the tower. What else was in the building during the early years? A lot of vendors who dealt with Sears, law firms, accounting, um, Ernst & Young and others who had Goldman Sachs, which had essentially funded Sears' growth. They were all in the building. You know, it was like a Sears village. Yeah. Um, there were uh, there were floors that really were not related to Sears, but a lot of them were, at that time, were firms that dealt with the company. So Sears really created that part of the West Loop. Mm. What was tourism in Chicago like during the 70s and 80s and 90s when the, when the tower was really the tallest building in the world at the time. You know, the Skydeck has been around since 1974. It opened up a little bit after the building opened. Okay. And it gave people a chance, locals, people from all over the world, to come and feel what it's like, not just to be, you know, looking at terrific views in the lakefront, which is terrific, but to feel what it's like to be up that high. It's kind of like going to the top of the castle, if you will, in old days. And I think that was something that resonated. People go back, they take a piece home, and a lot of times when people leave, that's the story they're telling. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone who has office there with 15,000 office workers Mm -hmm. there. You had an opportunity with over a million guests a year coming there from all over the place. But then again, Chicagoans keeping that sense of pride. They're the evangelists when they left that building. Yeah. Well, tell us more, Randy, about how we went from the Sears Tower to the Willis Tower. So the Willis Tower, Willis uh, Insurance came in in 2009, and they had the opportunity to purchase the name rights. Um, Sears hadn't been in the building at that point, I think, since uh, 1990, I think it was. Mid-90s. Yeah, so so it was in that, that period where it was a long time. The name was available for purchase, um, Willis Insurance. Um, very similar to Sears, when Sears built the building, was a, was trying to get everybody under one roof. Willis wanted to do that with some of their insurance organizations, mm-hmm. and they did that. Um, it's a very emotional hot button with the name of it. And people, I love the fact that people call it what they want. They have emotion yeah, let's, let's for it. Let's talk about that. Why, why do you think people, so many people, still cling to the name Sears Tower? I think it's, I think it's a lot like Marshall Fields. You know, it's somewhere you came to. There's a sense of pride. Yeah. It's what we talked about earlier. It's, it's the icon of the city. You don't want to think that some, another, somebody from another country, another city is coming in to take our... In Chicago, again, you know, it was the world's tallest building for a long time. New York gets a lot of accolades like that. California gets a lot of accolades. But we really have the opportunity to claim it. And I think a lot of folks, and it's, it's really kind of cool to see that yeah. people are passionate about it. Well, Dennis, you've spent much of your life in Chicago. How did, how did you feel about the shift at the time? From the name? Well, at the time, of course, it was it was new. And so if people took a little while to make the transition, okay, 
Um, but as I said to Randy before we were coming on, do you still call the Chicago Bears the Decatur Staley's? Like, how long do you <laughs> hold on to the old name, to the old right. dead name? This is and and like if if you, I may need security when I leave after I Probably, say what I'm yeah, about I to say. I feel like you're about to say something. But that... if you're one of those people who insists that it will always be the Sears Tower, what are you defending exactly? It's not as if. You know, some invading horde came into the into Chicago and said, "We're crowning this building with the flag of our in of our king who invaded you." It was a business decision. Sears didn't ask you to keep calling it Sears. Sears, in fact, let's keep in mind, had left Chicago for the suburbs. Why are you memorializing that? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think it still? I, I understand nostalgia, and I think the Macy's Mar- Marshall Fields Macy's thing is a little bit different because one company bought the other. But Sears had let go of its right to that name. Sears didn't didn't ask you to keep defending it. So I sort of feel like, it, yeah. get over it. Or let's start calling the Bears the Staley's. I feel like this is one of those moments where I got to put in the, the disclaimer. Like, WBEZ does not, uh, <laughs> does not endorse Dennis <laughs> Rodkin in any way. <laughs> this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. And today marks 50 years since the final beam was placed atop the Sears Tower, now known, of course, as the Willis Tower. We're talking about the building's past, present, and future with Randy Stancic, who's general manager of Skydeck Chicago at Willis Tower, and Dennis Rodkin, who's the man behind Reset's ongoing series, What's That Building? So, Randy, you are GM of the Skydeck. Talk about that. Tell us, you know, how many folks visit the tower and, and the Skydeck every year. Yeah, the Skydeck itself can get up to 1.7 million guests. We picked up 130 countries last year, even with some of the COVID. I was going to say, um, how has that been going like through COVID it, it's, and it's now? It's going well. International tourism is coming back, you know, slower, slower. But the cool thing about it is that we really pick up great numbers from the Chicagoland zip codes. That's the thing that really makes it proud. We had the opportunity to renovate the entire tower. $500 million was invested into Willis Tower to create catalog, which is a tip to Sears um, and the old catalog. And we really created 300,000 square feet of really cool places to go eat. Um, we've got world-class uh, restaurateurs, Rick mm-hmm. Bayless, Chef Sawyer. And what we wanted to do is really mesh the office and the, 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 the commercial tourism side and really have everybody come together, create world-class place. So it's not just a place you come to for the sky deck. You have a nice lunch. You have a great opportunity to hit a couple places. But we also built a 30,000-square-foot Chicago museum on our lower level. Oh, nice. And this is something that we looked at this as Chicagoans thinking, what can we do is if a Chicagoan is standing next, one of us would be standing next to every guest and not upset our locals, but really make them even more proud than they are of the building. So we add that museum with the world-class views that we have from upstairs from the 103rd floor observation deck with the ledge, the glass floor balcony, mm-hmm. which opened in 2009. And we feel that people have a three-for-one opportunity to make memories. That's the that. business we're in. Yeah, I love that. You know, uh, it's it's a major tourist attraction for folks, you know, coming to town. But I love that you said that people from Chicago still seem to really want to visit. And we start early. You know, a lot of school groups come here. It, you know, we have a huge number of buses coming in here, and that's coming back now after COVID. It's really good to see. We want to shape next generation of visitors, but we want people to take away the memory of being in Chicago being at the tower, on top of the tower, and then, of course, the inch and a half thick glass at the ledge on the 103rd floor standing. Mm -hmm. That's not a natural experience, by the way, if you haven't done it. (laughs) And that's all part of the emotion. So we went from a place that was kind of a check-the-box visit type of feel for the sky deck to somewhere where we have people raving about giving us great reviews and wanting to tell their friends and family wherever they go back to. Nice. 
you had me laughing this morning, Dennis. As always, your tweets. You wish uh, a happy birthday to this quote, tall, dark, and handsome icon. Isn't it though? I mean, it. I love that. It is, of course, super tall. And one of the things about its look is that it's it's got that Miesian feel. Just a few blocks uh, east of there would be Mises Federal Buildings, which are dark windowed and steel, just like this building. And a little farther north is the other uh, famous Fazler Khan building in Chicago, the the former Hancock Center, which uh, was also sort of a tour de force for Fazler Khan. So it, I mean, I think I think it's a very it it looks like a building in a tuxedo. It's a very handsome uh, version of that mid century style. I think it's easier for people to like than a Mesian building, which really is going back to that idea that Sears wanted to build a big. 40-story cube, Yeah, a lot of people look at the Mies buildings and say, yeah, you know, it's it's like a black slab. The Sears Tower comes on the scene and gives some form to that look, mm. gives that nice elongated cigarette pack look yeah. to the form. Well, Randy, in, in October on this show, we covered the, the Willis Tower as part of a series on uh, Open House Chicago. Yeah. And... Uh, you showed our producers that there are, are bees being kept on a, a terrace at yes. the tower? Yes. We have LEED Platinum certification, and that's part of it. We have three beehives on our fourth floor. We put a fourth floor terrace uh, open to the public so you can, again, grab enough, something nice to eat, have a nice day, a couple of the attractions. Um, but then we also create honey off the side. And it was an yeah. experiment, and it turned out to work very well. I think there's 90,000 bees in the three different hives. And they create honey, but they're also good for the garden that we have up on the fourth that floor. so awesome. Beyond beekeeping, I mean, any other surprises behind the scenes that we wouldn't know? You know, I, I think the biggest surprise would be a lot of folks that don't haven't been to the tower in a long time. The fact that it's totally different. We have, we've built, an, if it's the old place they think of from third grade or from 10 years ago, it's really changed. We have a great opportunity to spend a half a day to come hang out. It's a destination within itself instead of just the destination being the sky deck. Yeah. And, and there's so much to do. It's really, it, we wanted to, to really help the development in the West Loop and really create a place that could re- mesh the office, the visitor market, and really at the same time attract world-class chefs. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, tell us where folks can go to learn more about events that are happening uh, for the 50th anniversary. Thank you. It's willistower.com backslash 50. We'll keep updating. We have a number of things happening coming up in May and June. They'll continue throughout the year. And I think that is the best place to keep an eye on us. And Dennis, I got to squeeze this in. Uh, We didn't open the phones for this conversation, as you know, but we did get a call from Deborah in Lincoln Park. And she said when her son was young, he always called it the Sirius Tower. Oh, the Sirius Tower. So she said, I guess that settles the name debate. That works. That works. (laughs) We'll leave it there. Dennis Rodkin of Crane's Chicago Business and our What's That Building contributor here on Reset. And Randy Stanzik, General Manager of Skydeck Chicago at Willis Tower. Thank you both. This episode of Reset was produced by Michael Liptrot, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Dan Tucker. Get the biggest stories everyone's talking about in your inbox every morning by subscribing to the Reset newsletter. It's a great way to stay in the know and hear what your neighbors in Chicago are up to. Go to wbez.org slash reset to sign up. That's all for this episode. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk tomorrow.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.